Welcome to the Painted Target Podcast. Episode 14, the Painted Target Podcast. I'm Jason at Aware Integrate on Twitter, awarenessintegrations.com. Well, we got two guests today. We have uh, Nick here who's been on the podcast like, what, two or three times now. He is, it is, what's your Twitter handle, Nick? I always mess it up. Yeah, it's a little funky. Uh, Fallen Shadow dot. I'm sorry, not dot. Follow on Shadow OF. All right, cool. And Nick's been on here a few times, so you guys have his information. And I have Jay Campbell on here with me today. You guys probably know who he is. We tweet back and forth. He's the he's at TRT Expert on Twitter, TOTRevolution.com. And he's the author of the TOT Bible, Testosterone Optimization Therapy Bible. And a few other books, The Metabolic Blowtorch Diet, which is a deep dive on fasting and optimization. And he was recently on Ben Greedfield's podcast about talking about, well, a lot of topics, but metformin, hormonal optimization. And Jay, I mean, most of you guys know him, but he's pretty much the top guy on hormonal optimization right now. And he's got, you also have the PDF, Jay, that's guaranteed shredded correct and they could just pick that up on your website yeah they can just go to actually it's on a sales page but um yeah guaranteed shredded.com but man it's an honor to be here brother i really appreciate it yeah thank you guys for being on we've been trying to make this work for a little while and um it'll be a good podcast so jay start us off what we got i know you had something you wanted to tell us but tell us about your mission tell us what you're doing right now what you got going on yeah, for sure, man. Um, I want to make this like strategic as possible, obviously, for the audience and everything, because, you know, we'll bring as much high value. And uh, it's a blessing and an honor to also be here with Nick, who's also a brilliant guy. Um, just something happened to me today, and it's just a really awesome lesson. I think it really applies to everybody across the uh, social media sphere. You really have to be careful um, what you say um, and how you say it now, because I feel like there really is no honor, you know, the old saying, there's no honor among men, you know, there's more honor among thieves probably today than there is among men, because as you guys know, men really don't even exist, right? If you're not optimized, you're probably low testosterone, you're probably high estrogen, you're probably, you know, a giant push, pus ball of mush. And, you know, you can define mush, whatever you want, right? But it's like, I had something happen to me today that it just, it really makes me, you know, it's sad because of where we've fallen in society here. here Nick's Twitter handle is perfect for where we're at because there really just isn't people out there that you can trust anymore. Like it's just, it's mind blowing to me that you can have a private conversation with a man, you know, and again, this applies to woman to woman too. And, you know, not even get into a disagreement or argument, but just, you know, end the, end the conversation with like a stalemate. And then that person takes your private conversation and shares it with other people. I mean, it's absolutely mind blowing to me. Anyway, that happened to me today. So my point is, is that as, as society continues to evolve and, you know, 
the things that happen that we probably will discuss more on this podcast, you know, continue to become more pronounced. It's very, very important to, you know, watch, you know, as they, what do they say in the military, Jason, watch your 20 or whatever it is, but like watch it, your it, in, six, yeah. <laughs> watch your six, right? Like in yeah. this, in this realm that we're at now today, you really have only control over what you say. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like what you cannot say anything around anybody anymore and not expect it to be potentially used against you. And, you know, if we go deeper and again, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but if we went deeper, it's almost like technology is the medium to allow the quote unquote, you know, how we ever rephrase doing the dark forces, whatever the negative energy to take advantage of people that are normally, you know, spiritually involved, you know, beings. And so it's like, that's something you really have to pay attention to. Yeah. And let's break it down for a second because it does tie into a lot of these topics because we are in such a toxic environment, which is the what that's like the epicenter of a lot of your work, trying to fix people that are affected by that. But we're all affected by it. Excuse me. And it leads into the things you're saying. It's like you have a private conversation with someone, DM, text, whatever it is. It's pretty normal nowadays to spin that out to the world or to like you said there is no real kind of honor you know that could be the word no online honor no honor period and it's because a lot of these things it's like you know hormonally i mean if you don't have a good hormonal palate it leads to a lot of the things you're saying i think you're right dude i think that's a great point let me just say something real quick nick i like you know i thought of it like because i told monica you know, I wanted to reach out to you guys, but I mean, honestly, imagine, imagine, imagine me, I'm driving my daughter's home and I get a message from, you know, somebody who I value in my life saying, Hey, I can't believe you said these things about me. And I'm like, huh? Right. So it's like, and then I'm like, Oh my God. Right. It's got the conversation I just had was earlier today, but dude, I honestly, like as you guys and all of us are talking right now, like I have no help, even know how deep it goes. Like he may have gone back and got messages he's been saving with me for months. I mean, who knows what this person is capable of, but the bottom line is you're right. It just, it's scary because I know that like, in no matter how many incarnations or lifetimes I've lived, and obviously the three of us have lived many, I know I would never sell out another human being over something that had nothing to do with our personal relationship, you know? And it's like you said, people are so fucked up. If I can swear on your podcast, I guess it doesn't matter. Yep. But Um, you're right. They have no honor. They have no decency, no standard of like, there's just no line that they won't cross to just take somebody out or devalue another person. It's like, it just, it's mind blowing to me that people will do that. Well, yeah. And it's the, and we'll let you get here in a minute, Nick is it's, it does come. The reason why this is a topic on this podcast is because even like with the bullet points we went over, this ties into other things. It ties into the internal foundation that nobody has anymore. It ties into the hormonal foundation or hormonal palate that nobody has anymore, except the ones that are, you know, taking care of it. And this turns into common. Well, I don't even know what the word would be common activity. You know, this is like a normal thing now. So people can hear it and say, well, you know, it's a small thing. People do text. No, that's it. It's a big deal because this is common. And it's just like with the PC culture where you can't say anything. So now people take texts, they take DMs and they post them up because they want that attention. So like it all you, ties yeah, into this point, stuff. You know? So Nick, let me ask you this question. You answer it. And Jason, what you just said is so, so on the money. 
Um, what would make you sell another man out? <clears throat> Realistically, short of something that immediately threatens my family's well-being, uh, nothing that I can think of exactly. off the top of my head. Right. And me, and I'm the same way. And I know Jason's the same way. And obviously Jason served our country, you know, with honor and distinction. And he's been in situations where it was like life or death and he still didn't. Right. But it's like, we just are in a place now where people have no honor. I mean, Jason said it best. They have no honor. No foundation. I mean, how can you yeah. do that? Yeah. And but, it's, you know, it's, yeah, go ahead, Nick, go ahead. It's tough because you know, for any number of reasons, due to, you know, just everybody being a hormonal disaster and, yep, you know, yep. whether you want to get to social media programming from freaking the day you're born, you know, most people have already had that stripped away from them by the time they're old enough to talk. But even that small percentage who just still have some core of integrity or honor, yeah, think about it. You're berated, you know, you're looked at as odd or, you know, you're just, yeah, if you show point. any form of honor, the, you know, the quick and dirty response you get from most people, whether it's emotional, verbal, or whatever is, you know, what the fuck, like what's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. So that's another good point because it's not accepted as a whole in society now. And it's not accepted because they, and they can't even do it because the environment is such a disaster. So let's, let's kind of segue into that Jay, because it does tie into your point. So let's look at this from what happened. Let's look at this from from a hormonal standpoint or even internal center because we, yeah. we both deal with that. So we're yeah, asking what would make a person do that? Okay, what would make him do that from a hormonal level? <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? Because this is a guy who's been on an AI. And, I mean, you know, not to, to not destroy this individual person, but, you know, to just to tell you guys just to make it so you understand, like, how harsh it is for me to have to deal with this, because like, this is a man that I stopped, it, you know, took time out of my life to help. Like, I got him off the AI, he was suicidal, he had all these thoughts of like, you know, you know, you know, you know, all the things that run through the gamut, you know, when people are on AIs, because of what they do to to, uh, to biological systems are so negative, so harmful. And so, I mean, I literally saved the guy's life and I thought he was very, very appreciative and grateful and, you know, but you're right. I mean, it, it does, it comes back down to the center of things. And when you don't have a God, when you're an atheist, when you, you know, believe in nothing, right. A nihilist, um, you have nothing to keep you from allowing your emotions to just completely dictate your life right i mean you're talking about all the time jason in your, you know, in your tweets all the books that we read you know the bottom line is if you have no spirituality you have no foundation and whether that foundation is a belief in god or whatever it is if you don't have that and that's obviously what people that are atheists are you don't have a line that can keep you centered in life right like centered, because yeah. obviously you don't know what's really going on yeah. And the interesting part is people are going to hear that and they're going to say it's kind of like a religious thing. You know, what do we talk about religious? No, not at all. It's an internal center. I don't care what people believe in. I don't get I don't care. I don't care about any of that. But you have to have some sort of center, call it like a guiding arrow that's beyond the kind of material or this is what you're going to deal with. And explain explain real quick, Jay, just because some people won't know. What exactly is an AI and what is it doing? 
Sure. So aromatase inhibitor medication is a medication that somehow got pushed into the optimization slash therapeutic uh, testosterone prescribing, you know, clinician community in the last like seven, I would say probably last seven to 10 years. They definitely came from the bodybuilding world because obviously bodybuilders and other people that use, uh, you know, anabolic steroids and whatever for performance enhancement and muscle gain and all that stuff. They would take, you know, what I call polypharmacy. So super, super physiological dosages of God knows what, you know, yep, insert yep. 10 different agents. And then you, when you're taking that at that level, your body is obviously upregulating everything, you know, enzymatically to try to make ends meet. And so you overproduce estrogen, which is the breakdown of testosterone through a enzyme called aromatase into estradiol and estradiol is the hormone that really produces estrogen. Everybody that listens to this knows what estrogen is. Obviously estrogen makes people emotional, hormonal, blah, blah, blah. You know, they think of women that are on their period when they think of estrogen. But the bottom line is, is that um, when you block estrogen in men with AIs, and that's what an aromatase inhibitor medication is, you cause all kinds of problems. Now, an AI is actually, uh, as its genesis, is a cancer drug for women in end stage breast cancer. So think about how hard this is. And again, it's just the perfect example of sick care, you know, illness medicine, however you want to call our healthcare system of today, where they're like, a person's already sick, deathly sick. They're, you know, obviously end stage cancer, stage three, stage four, whatever, of breast cancer. You know, a lot of women don't come back from that. Some do, it goes into remission. But bottom line is they created these drugs to, you know, combat that. And then somehow the bodybuilding realm started to use them to block estrogen, not thinking about the other downstream effects. And now, as you guys know, in the therapeutic realm um, of, of testosterone optimization, they prescribe like micro dosages of AIs to men to block estrogen. And there's no reason to block estrogen. You know, it's a pleiotropic hormone. It does like more than a hundred different things um, in the male body. And of course the female body uh, it protects against heart disease. It protects against brain issues like uh, Alzheimer's and dementia and all kinds of neurocognitive disorders. Um, it obviously does great things for the joints. It improves bone mineral density. So it's like when you're blocking it, you're causing all sorts of harm, both immediately and then also long-term to your biological system. So, and as you guys know, you know, this is a routine Pollyanna daily prescription now in, in the, uh, in the optimization community, where it's like every clinic, every windmill clinic, you know, writes a script for a guy with a, for an AI testosterone, HCG and whatever else they can make money on. Cause they don't want to spend the time to do it correctly. And right. cause I was on an AI at one point, And when I got off, I was on a super low dose once or twice a week. But when I exactly. got off, my libido went through the roof. My yep. mood was better. My energy was better. My sleep was better because what people don't get is, they're giving you the AI because they don't want to have to deal with essentially working with you individually. It's, well, I don't want exactly. to deal with high estrogen, so boom, give it. But if you're doing – this isn't steroids. If you're doing therapeutic levels of testosterone, which overall is a small level, your right. body makes up with the estrogen. It, you're not, your estrogen is not high. Okay, so here was me. I was on, I was on the AI – my estrogen was low. I got off and I think the highest it's ever been is like 28 or something. So why would <laughs> I, why would I ever be on that? Have you, have you had any experience, Nick, with AIs? No, I haven't. Um, I, you know, I did a lot of my digging through Jay's stuff before I went down that route. So yeah. just from day one, yeah. it, it was never an option no matter what. And, uh, 
I come from the, the pharma and biotech world. So I, I've seen how the sausage is made. Right. Um, there are some good doctors out there and it, it's not a personal attack on them. But as you've pointed out many times, Jay, the nature of, you know, sick care is, you know, here's a flow diagram and you follow it and you don't ask questions. And that, that, that's another reason everybody ends up on AIs because if I follow my flow diagram, my flow chart, then my ass is covered. I'm good to go. And even if you up and die tomorrow, well, that's unfortunate. It's sad, but not my problem. By the way, that is the best statement. I mean, you heard me laugh out loud. Nick always comes up with these things, but it's 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 so true, guys. I mean, that really is sick care illness medicine, right? Like you're a you know, PPO, HMO doctor, and people come in and you see 35 to 45 patients a day at eight hours. Imagine that. Right. So you have no way, as you said, also, J uh, Jason, accurately to diagnose the individual patient. You don't build a relationship with the patient. You don't have any idea what the patient's background is or what they come from. It's just how do I triage this patient, as Nick said, with the flow chart and then write the highest volume, highest margin drug that I can make money on. And of course, the pharmaceutical company and of course, the insurance um, company can make money on. And that's medicine. It's a farce. But Jason, I want to go back to something you said, because you said something really smart and very few people catch this. What happens when you use an AI is all sorts of negative shit, right? Like you have anxiety, you get weird with your brain. I mean, you guys, when, when this podcast that I did with Ben Bukulski that I did this past week drops, now again, this was the guy who was one of the highest level bodybuilders for six years. You know, he competed in the top, he was in the top five rated bodybuilder for six years and he was a young guy, by the way. He's only 38 right now. So he retired in 2016 was his last professional show. And so what is that? That would have made him 36. So, or yeah. So, I mean, you know, he when he was competing at the highest levels, he was 30, which is very, very unique for a pro bodybuilder. But this guy, when he shared with us or, or shared with his audience, which obviously hasn't dropped yet, you guys are going to be blown away. Like he told us he was suicidal. He was like, my brain is not going to work. You know, how am I going to do this? But again, he's such an intellectual. He's also a very spiritually involved guy. Amazing dude. Um, he said, look, I, I, I justified this, that this was the only way at the time, because I didn't know better, that I was going to, you know, quote unquote, get my lower body dialed in because I would always hold water in my lower body. And so I had to take the AI. Now, obviously, he knows better now. But as you guys know, it, it's just like, you know, um, Nick said, it's a flow chart. And then that flow chart, can't, you know, got actually influenced by bodybuilding and it made it even worse. Yeah, it, it's the, the, the argument that's is such a big problem with it is the idea is that, I mean, you already said this, but if you take testosterone, your testosterone goes up, which means your estrogen is going to go up. That's the very yep. simple, like bare bones yep. thing. But what's the definition of going up when I had my blood work done for the first time ever? I think my estrogen was like eight. So why, so what, that was on nothing. I, I should have put that before that was on no optimization. So it never should even have been a question to put me on one, even with low doses of testosterone. And I was doing this all through a doctor and, and he's cool. But like you said, it, it could have been kind of like titrated up, like slow and go instead of a shotgun blast, you know, right in the beginning. And that's what I think people are missing is they say, well, that's stupid not to take one because your ego's up. But no, it doesn't go up, you know, 600 points. I mean, that's not how the body works. There's a hole there because your testosterone is low. You are supplementing 
with testosterone to get it to a normal optimized number, which means what's going to happen to the estrogen. It's Jason, going so to go well up. With Here's it. the truth too. And again, and, and I know who your doctor is and we don't have to mention his name and he's actually, a, he, he is a good person. Yeah. He's good. He works for a very large clinic. It's the same thing, right? He's got thousands of patients. He has to triage. He's doing his best. Obviously the information is now changing. We're really pushing this out about how bad AIs are. They will hopefully eventually get completely out of the optimization space. But here's the thing, and this is the stuff that really blows my mind. As you exactly said, you're going to have more estrogen from therapeutic testosterone, right? So if we know that that's the natural evolution of testosterone being converted again through aromatase into estradiol, which becomes estrogen, you the studies, the scientific research that's out there, we know that the minimum, this is the minimum, and by the way, this is in research with women. They don't even have the research on men. It's such a farce. But the minimum protective effect for vascular uh, dysfunction slash you know heart attacks and all those things is 60 to 80 um, pill, pill, what is it? Uh, pillages per nanometer. So it's like, we, we, J- Jason, you guys, and you know this too, Nick, like the minimum range on LabCorp for, for estrogen is 30 to 45. So that's a farce, right? Like they don't even have the lab range values re- uh, effective towards prevention of heart disease, which is by the way, the number one killer in aging men. So it's like, how big of a joke is that? So, you know, you, you've got the, the prescribing community, the clinician community trying, as you guys know, trying is the perfect word, right? Because they're doing nothing. They're trying to regulate men's estradiol or estrogen in that silly narrow 30 to 45 range or below, as some doctors do. And it's not even providing minimum protective effects to the vascular you know, uh, networks. So imagine, as you guys know, where this is going to go in the next three, five, seven, 10 years, when guys start dropping dead, right? Because we definitely know, and this isn't a whole conversation, obviously, about AIs, but guys are going to start dropping dead because we know they create what are called micro blisters in vascular networks. And then what's going to happen, guys? And you guys can both talk about this, but you know, the the the, the demonization police, whatever they are, the mainstream media, they're going to go after testosterone. They're not even going to know the real cause and culprit, but it's oh, it's testosterone. Yeah, and they're go ahead, Nick. I mean, they're doing that now already. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. But it's, you know, it's a mess to take a step back even a little more is I mean, with regard to AIs. I mean, just the institutional uh, inertia, you know, even if you know, I'm not going to knock all the doctors, I, I don't think most of them suck. I think most of them are just in a, a no win situation. Yeah, because if your entire livelihood is I have to get these whatever it is, 200 patients to the door today, or basically I don't get paid by health insurance you know, you don't have, it's, it's a hard choice at the best of times. And as an easy example, you know, you were talking about men dying of heart disease. Look at cholesterol drugs, look at statins. Right. If you actually go into the data, the best case um, is they give you, I believe, uh, you know, somebody could, you know, dig this up if they really want the exact number, but I believe about an extra six hours of life on average. And that's before considering side effects, which are substantial. So the second you consider side effects, statistically, that pill is killing you and you're paying somebody for it. But, and I've come across a few doctors who are well aware of this, but they know very well. The problem is if they go against it and their patient kicks the bucket and that wife turns around and sues them, they're done right then and there. And by the way, that's what's coming. If you ask any person, you know, at my level or commensurate in the industry, 
who knows really what AIs are doing. Um, and by the way, this is, you know, we're breaking a lot of information here, right? Because there's not a lot of people that I've actually spoken to about the AI, the micro, uh, the micro blisters. And that was obviously given to me by researchers and stuff like that. And that's just not out there yet. So this is really awesome that we're breaking this kind of information. But we know that it's coming exactly what you just said, right? There will be one massive windmill testosterone clinic with thousands of patients. You can, you know, insert any one you want. And there'll be a heart attack, massive death, and the wife will have no life insurance. And she will have some you know, attorney come to her and say, hey, let's attach because every single guy in that clinic is on an AI. And then boom. And then the clinic is shut down. And we know what happens after that. Yeah, it's it's sad because it's just the stuff's not in the right place. My cholesterol was at, I think, 124. And on my blood work, it says recommend a statin. Right. I mean, are you kidding? It's like, I mean you know, Jay's met me and we've hung out. It's like my, <laughs> my, my body fat's gotta be about in the single digits at this oh, point. Yeah, it is, so, it's definitely single digits. so to say that I need a statin and then at one point, cause this was real early on, I brought it down into the nineties and I didn't feel as good, you know, and that, that's a whole other conversation is, you yeah. know, it's, it's anti-inflammatory, <laughs> isn't it? Like it's not Col- a cholesterol bad is a total thing. scam. It yeah. just like, <laughs> It's a way your, your it's brain a way. and your nervous system are right freaking on. made out of cholesterol. Yeah. Uh, it, it's insane. Yeah, fats, yep. Yep. Yeah, no, it totally is. Um, it, 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 it's, it, it is. And, and, you know, and I've always been a big um, anti-cholesterol guy again, you know, and I don't want to make this a super esoteric podcast because there's other stuff we can talk about, but the only thing that you really need to focus on when you get your blood work done is inflammatory markers, right? And this is, and, and you know, we could even shift into this conversation because the average person today on testosterone who has, you know, a high amount of visceral body fat, which automatically makes them insulin resistant, those are the two reasons that men slash have side effects when they use testosterone. And until we, you know, educate the public, and obviously this podcast would be a great job of doing that, um, it's it's critically, critically important. Um, that we let people know that when you start this, if you're, you know, I'll say it, if you're a fat motherfucker, right, and you drink <laughs> alcohol and you eat a lot of sugar and you have no dietary, you know, regulations or guidelines, and obviously, you know, don't even get me going if you don't train. But if you're doing that stuff and you think, you know, testosterone is a magic bullet or a panacea, uh, oh, no, yeah, it's in not. fact, it's going to be the opposite. Yep, it's <clears throat> a good point. And that, and like you said, that's never talked about because I've talked to guys before that have gotten on it and they're not training hard and they're like, man, this really hasn't done anything for me. And I'm like, dude, it takes work. I mean, that's the thing. And even, you know, it was like me and Jay, we hung out for that week. I went out West and we were training hard. And you know, it's funny though. And Jay knows this. We were still eating hard. We were still having fun. But you know what? It didn't affect anything because the training was hard. And that's what people are missing. It's like nobody's over here, anyone on this podcast doing these huge doses like we're on a muscle magazine. It's you put yourself <laughs> you put yourself in a level that keeps you optimal. But you have to, my point is you have to have a good foundation and you have to train hard. That shit is not a magic bullet and people, they don't know that it's a magic bullet if you do things right. But you know, that's a good point. So let's segue into this because it ties right into it. We kind of already talked about it, but what happens and you both can hit on this, obviously Jay, you're, you know, what happens in our current environment 
if you're not hormonally optimized. And I mean, it, what I mean, ahead. even if you don't, you're not doing everything we say in this current environment, what happens if you're not? I mean, you become like the guy that, you know, just attacked me and destroyed me today. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a side effect of, of, you know, not doing it. I mean, and what is being, I mean, you don't have to go crazy into this Jay, because I know you've already done it on your podcast, but what's happening in a basic sense in 2019 to the body. So, you know, yeah, I won't go deep. Um, you, you guys already know it. You know, most people that follow us or follow you guys on Twitter know it, you know, essentially men, have become effeminized or emasculated due to in the environment. You know, we now know this is statistical fact. This is not three of us just like hamming yeah. it back and forth. It's a statistical scientific fact that the urogenital tract has narrowed. And that's the first time since, you know, in, in, in studied history, which I would say goes back at least hundred, you know, 125 years um, where they have an understanding that male anatomy is becoming effeminized. And what that means is essentially men are becoming more like women. Um, and you guys know this, you look around, you know, you look at the average guy under the age of 25 today. Um, they're, they're very estrogen. They have a lot of estrogen body fat, you know, regional estrogen body fat. They look like if you're looking at them from behind, they look like you can't tell the difference between men and women. Um, most men today are very, very low energy. Um, they have no, you know, quote unquote, hyper masculine, um, you know, um, want to say like traits they 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 don't like they don't have a lot of drive there's not a lot of like determination most of them don't play sports they sit around and eat like shit they play video games now one other thing too and i you know i talked a little bit about this on the ben greenfield podcast and obviously i got this from anthony dr anthony j who wrote the amazing book Esther generation um the the reality is is that the birth control pill for women in the last 30 years has changed everything because the walk runoff in the water supply and obviously the food supply and everything has, is, has led to this, you know, um, I guess the word is, is again, emasculation or effeminizing men. Essentially, men are becoming more like women. Now, obviously, as you guys know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to infer. Men are just essentially a, a disaster. And I don't want to skip women because I'm sure you have women that listen to this podcast too. Women are, for the most part, chemically castrated. If a woman oh, is yeah. in birth control for 10 plus years... And she doesn't then seek, you know, the help of an optimization physician or, or really, you know, fully educate yourself. Um, she's most likely walking around, you know, having eight or nine day periods, um, is moody all the time, you know, feels like low energy, low drive, has low body temperature. I mean, it just, essentially, we've essentially destroyed our environment biochemically, obviously, through all the different wars on our biological systems. And men and women are suffering from it. Go ahead, Well, Nick. and look at the... Uh... Uh, look at the impact on just social, you know, structure of society, you know, as you kind of touched on, but I, I think a lot of people won't realize is that, you know, these chemicals, the various hormones in birth control, the progesterones, the estrogens, even at the very low levels that they're found in waterways and tap water, you're structurally altering the brain and it right. fundamentally changes behavior. You wonder why relationships are such a disaster today. Yep. You can go Google it right now. There are multiple studies that done by Big Pharma that they choose, you know, not to make a big deal out of that show a change in, you know, mate selection patterns and not good ones um, in females across the board. They've never studied it in males and you'd probably see some very unpleasant effects there. So, you know, you have people's bodies falling apart. And now, you know, one of the core dynamics that holds a society together, you know, pair bonding, 
you've fundamentally broken it. Yeah, oh, man, it, it's kind it. of like a down. I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, it's kind of like a downstream issue, you know, of something that's happening chemically and environmentally. And now we're starting to see kind of like the back end of it, you know, because there's all these other things going on. So, let's... well, you could say it, it's almost like Chernobyl. I mean, you look at Chernobyl. 80% of the families who were anywhere near that place ended up with horrible cancers. Even if they ultimately survived, it wasn't pretty. But you ended up, you know, the whole natural selection sort of thing. You ended up with this weird 20% that were just untouched for, you know, who knows why, right? And I think that's what you're seeing now. If you look around, you see small groups, whether it's, you know, a couple here or just maybe a small group of people who, you know, the men select like men, the women still act like women, right. and they have these fantastic relationships. And you're like, holy shit, look at that. Well, they're that weird 20% that the radiation doesn't touch. <laughs> Dude, I think I don't think it's 20%. I think it's probably lower, but you're definitely right about that. It's just, it's honestly, it's bizarre, man. I mean, you live in the Truman Show. It, it's, 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 it's honestly, it's just everything you said is absolutely accurate. And, and, and again, we have no admission right from our scientific community at all it's all like just being ignored i mean anyone who has one iota of awareness knows what's going on right? well but you know working in the industry i've been at conferences you know you're talking about a bunch of people with big brains all kinds of degrees and you know very high up in organizations all the way up to ceos and they'll say yeah we know it's in everything but you know what the hell are you going to do about it right. and uh, that it's not the right answer, but I understand their point because to actually do anything at it at this point would be like a freaking Apollo World War II effort because right. everything is contaminated. Yes. Yes. And then on and that, top that, of that, yep, that's try telling said, society. Yep. Try suddenly telling society that guess what? Um, hormonal birth control is banned as of tomorrow. <laughs> right. It is illegal. Good luck. Uh, you well, want to talk about a freaking, uh, you know, mass riot in every major city overnight? No. Yep. Yep. No, you're right. I mean, I think it segs perfectly to the next point that you, you guys sent me, which is, you know, is it possible to have a spiritual center when your endocrine system is trashed? So, well, I mean, so my answer to that is, and you can, you know, follow real quick, Jason, um, it is, but again, now it's become, it becomes, you have to be proactive, right? You have to do the things that we constantly harp about. We constantly talk about, right? Like you got to get your blood work done, right? You have to get your blood work done. I don't give a shit if you're 20 or you're 50, you have to get your blood work done. You have to know what you're dealing with internally, you know, biochemically um, so that you have a good, you know, proper understanding. And then obviously if you are trash, which is probably what 75 to 80% of all people, um, then you got to seek out help. And, and, you know, how are you going to seek out help? Well, first off, you buy the book, you know, the TOT Bible. Um, you follow stuff, people like us on Twitter. You, you know, listen to what we have to say. It's The one thing I always say, you go on YouTube, of course, too. But, like, it's so easy today to inform yourself, right? To become educated, to learn. I mean, it's so out much out there. And it's free as long as you have a broadband internet connection. And almost, you know, even people in the inner cities have that. Um, but people are just so lazy. But anyway, the answer is it's not possible to have a spiritual center if your endocrine system is trash. So you have to untrash your endocrine system. And obviously we give great advice and explanations on how to do that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a good point too, because you kind of think I, I can already see people thinking of like, Oh, what about the guys that are 
over in the caves and, you know, they woke up and they were enlightened on a Tuesday and all these things. It's (laughs) like, well, they're not in this environment, number one. And then number two, and I mean, you, you said this already, but it, it, it's a it's an expanded awareness is like Hawkins said it's a context instead of all the content but you're still in, you're still you still have a body I mean it's got to be it's got to be functioning pro, you know properly yep. so I, I I mean you said it but I think it would be very difficult because one point to add to the last point is one thing I've noticed nowadays I've tweeted about this I've written about this is everything is basically opposite day. Yeah. So in 2019, <laughs> oh. it's, it's opposite day and I, I'll be in the gym and I'll see an individual that is not in shape and should not be, you know, I'm talking even from a safety perspective, like he should not be helping people, but he's walking around and he's trying to help people and tell them how to do this. He's telling them to do it wrong. He's not in shape. He shouldn't be doing it, but he's doing it opposite day. If you go online and someone's like, well, you know, I'm this or that, and then you go against it, it's a reaction, opposite day. Because if you're so into what you are, then why are you getting triggered by someone else saying something? That's the opposite of, or the you know other side of confidence. So I've noticed that everything is just opposite day. Now, everything is the opposite of what you think it would be. And this ties into, you know, there's very few people with a spiritual center, which I don't even always like to use the word spiritual because it's just, it's having an expanded awareness and consciousness, but it all ties into this stuff because people are being just hammered daily where they live. They're being hammered mentally. They're being hammered, all this stuff. And on top of it, we justify bad behavior by just kind of, I don't know, just being cool with it and then playing opposite day. I mean, do you guys notice that? <laughs> I know I'm not the yeah, only one I mean, that notices that. So you know, for people who are listening, you know, who I guess aren't, you know, don't go as deep into the esoteric or spiritual aspects, I, I would say, you know, use the term inward facing versus outward. You know, outward, whether it be social media, the TV, or just the masses of people around you, you have all that input, or internally, you know close your eyes, you know, look up at the scar, uh, the stars for 30 seconds and just listen to yourself internally. Just that difference alone is, you know, light years apart, you know, for the average person just doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little things. Yeah. That's about just exactly the little things. I mean, that's what I was going to say, you know, like on my answer is like, you know, how do you, how do you live in this world, but not be among it. Right. Like, I mean, you, you have to have very regimented, daily you know however you whatever you call it you know your your mindfulness routine whatever however you phrase it but if you don't do it consistently day in day out and obviously some of the things that i would be referring to would be contemplation meditation you know sun gazing grounding with nature um you know walking with your dog spending time with you know whatever animal you know in nature i mean there's a million other things we could come up with but if you don't do those things, and again, you refer to them as the little things, and that's really what they are, you will be overwhelmed by technology. You will become um, you know, a slave to the grind, so to speak, and you will not have any kind of control over your life. It's really, really that simple. I mean, I say this time and time again when people ask me, how do you do all the things you do, bro? And it's like, because I have a schedule and I keep to it. You know, I have kids, as you guys know, you know, Jason doesn't, but you know, Nick and I both have children and it's not 
you know, it's a difficult life today, especially in today's day and age to try to, you know, attempt to keep your daughters or your kids, your children, your sons, whatever, um, you know, on the narrow path without them being overwhelmed by, by, you know, the societal evils of technology. And, you know, Nick and I talk about this all the time, but I mean, you're constantly having to deal with how do I keep my children away from all of this enslavement tools, again, technology, screens, blue light, all that stuff. And at the same time, you know, provide for them, you know, a life that you want them to, you know, to, to enjoy, you know, which, you know, they have to fit in. So it's a balance, man. But I think for adults, you know, tr- who are truly walking the path, so to speak, it's a schedule, man. It's, it's keeping to the schedule. It's having a schedule lined up. You know, it doesn't matter your job. It doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur or a wage slave. That really doesn't matter. It's just what, whatever it is that you do. Do you have a schedule that you follow every day that allows you to check out of, you know, quote unquote, all of this? I mean, uh, Jay nailed it. I mean, you have to realize what you're doing with a schedule. When you have a schedule, you mean, man, I, it, you know, it's a prison. It's locking me in. No, you are the one making the choice how your time will be used versus I'm going to let social media, TV, or the guy down the street catch my attention and dictate, you know, what my mental and physical and worldly resources are going to be used towards. Now, sorry, man, I'll do that later. I, Jay actually called me out there. You know, I walk my dog for an, probably at least an hour out in the woods in the dark at night. And that's, you know, like you don't mess with that time. Like the world stops for that time. I'm going to yeah, go out, man. take a walk in the dark with my dog in the woods. And you know what? We go out and we just sit there and yeah, the world the ceases to exist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, these things, it's kind of like having an open kind of framework that you have to keep, but, you know, we obviously can't be tied to it, but you have to have some sort of kind of direction. And I mean, you don't need a direction nowadays because all you have to do is pull out your phone. It's like if you're in any public place, like I know you guys have seen this when you're out eating, what do you see? Whole families together staring at their phones. It's like, dude, we can't sit down for one minute without doing some busy bull crap or something. And we have the tools that can help feed that. So, I mean, I, I don't have kids, but I, I think of you guys that do, and I know that it's got to be extremely difficult nowadays for sure. I mean, well, it, I mean, it is and it is, right? I mean, like it's again, it's, as you guys know, it's perception or it's perspective. Um, but it is, if we allowed, if I, if I sat there and I thought about it, you know, like how my daughters are, it just, I think, and I, you know, you can pick up off this, Nick, it, it, you just have to be um, a good example, right? Like, yeah. what do you do every day in your life that your children can, you know, kind of like osmotically absorb or, you know, observe that they can then pick up. And it's like, I know that myself and obviously my wife, Monica, and she's an amazing woman, you know, very, also very spiritually advanced. And we mentor each other. And, you know, for a long time, it was just her mentoring me, but um, it's just what we do, right? Like they observe our actions. And as long as you're a good person, you don't, you know, take advantage of people, you read, you pursue, you know, the extension of knowledge, you obviously do all the uh, mindfulness and inner work stuff. And then, you know, as you guys know, I, it wouldn't be me if I didn't get through a podcast, we're talking about like, you know, showing unconditional love. I mean, you, you know, it's like even the guy that did this to me today, you know, I've already forgiven him. I've already sent him a message. And I said, you're like one of the lowest godless human beings I've ever encountered in this incarnation, but I forgive you. Right. And so it's like the, the bottom line is, is like, you have to be able to forgive people and again, show them love. And again, it's gotta be unconditional. And 
as you guys know, you know, there's people out there that you think of like they're the most heinous enemy. And if they had a ch ch chance to cut you off at your knees or whatever, they would do it to you. I mean, that's obviously what I experienced today. And it's still, you know, it's still a choice by me to forgive that person. And I think that once you do those type of things and you, that's the way you live your life, your kids are going to be fine, even in this, you know, disaster of whatever you want to call our society of, of now. Yeah, I mean, as usual, Jay nailed a lot of points there. I mean, the way I describe it is, you know, until you have kids, it, I, this is one of those things somebody can tell you a hundred times, but until you have kids, you won't get how, you know, the magnitude of it is that the number way, number one way you teach your children is by your actions. Your children see every little thing you do. Whether, you know, you're, you're picking your nose or whether, you know, you're having, you know, kind of a, a crappy tone with your wife. They see it. And what people don't realize, you know, a lot of adults don't even realize this. A lot of your behavior, you just picked up by imitating what your parents did. Even if you weren't consciously aware that you observed it and patterned off of it, you did. So being aware of your own behavior. And then on top of that, the other aspect is be their guide you know, not, not their friend, not their buddy, right. um, you know, not, not their drill sergeant, but their guide. Yeah. That's a good that's word. That's awesome, dude. That's really, really good, man. That's absolutely so true. Be their guide. I love that, man. That's fucking poetic to me. I mean, because I, I, I've known from just like observing my own parents and like doing, you know, like the whole what not to do. And by the way, what you said is amazing. It's so true. There's no, there's no textbook, right. On being a parent. You know, there's no guide, as you said, but to be the guide is like to be the person that you want your children to hopefully look up to and be there. And something else you just said, which is critically important, you cannot be your, your kid's friend. If you're a friend to your children, you have failed as a parent. It's that simple, right? Because your parent, <laughs> all you do is, all you're doing is setting an example. As you said, you're being a guide for them of the way to live. But if you build a fun, you know, friend-filled relationship with your children, then what are you doing? They're not your friends. You're yeah. the you're supposed to be a leader. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, I don't have the experience in that, but it's, I think probably how you guys said it is it's, it's more about what you're doing. I mean, it, they're going to pick up off of you. So it's like nowadays you want to be that, um, let's just say focus more than the stuff outside of them. So well, yeah, we've kind of spoken about it before Jason, but I mean, my son's at the age now where, you know, he's, you know, uh, he's, uh, 11 you know i'll just put it out there and he's at an age where you know he's starting he hasn't quite discovered girls but he knows he should be interested in them so now he's starting to copy older kids behavior and just his awareness is shifting he's at that age and the whole thing is that <clears throat> to just tell a kid to do something is pointless as I said before, all you can do is guide. So, I mean, we have, I've talked with him constantly. Like I know you're seeing this, this, this at school or your interaction with kids and so on and so forth. Here's how I suggest you take a look at it. Um, if you don't agree with that, let me know and let's talk about it because you're going to have to make your own decision and you're going to have to pay that price, good or bad on your own. I'm not really the one who's going to have to deal with the mess you are. So don't, you don't have to agree with me there will be times where I'm dad and it will simply be how I say it is, but we also need to be able to have a constructive discussion. So if something doesn't make sense, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Well, 
I think we've hit about what sixteen thousand points in this podcast so far. So that's <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> but um, well, we'll definitely do another one for sure. Um, we'll have to schedule it out. And uh, there's just so many more topics. We'll we'll on the next one, guys. We'll go deeper into the esoteric because I mean we kind of touched on it. But we'll go deeper. But consider this the first part foundation because if you don't have this stuff in order, then the other stuff isn't going to work. So, all right. So, Jay on Twitter, he's at TRT Expert. It's TOTRevolution.com. He's the author of TOT Bible, Metabolic Blowtorch Diet. And you can also find his, I mean, his recent podcast on Ben Greenfield. You can find that anywhere. And his, and your podcast, Jay, is on YouTube. And you have a you have like a hundred going on. I can't keep up, but it's on. What's your YouTube actual channel called? Oh yeah, it's just uh, it's TRT Revolution okay. because uh, you know testosterone replacement therapy is a big keyword, so I never changed it to TOT. Although I probably should, but yeah, it's just YouTube.com forward slash TRT Revolution. Okay, cool. And then Nick, you are it's Fallen Shadow OF, correct on Twitter? Yes, it is. All right, guys, thanks for coming on. And for everyone listening, we'll see you next time. This episode of the Painted Target podcast was brought to you by Awareness Integrations. Only you care about your problems. The Painted Target is also sponsored by Grave Delay Athletics, apparel that says, I'm going to live well and cheat death.